Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. Today we are going to contrast two events that occurred thousands of years ago. In a time when humanity lived and died by the sword, it was their choice. They didn't want God to be their king, and instead they wanted to live like the surrounding nations and be ruled by a human king. God had warned them that humanity's way was not his way. So God, who is rich in mercy, gave them a king. As kings came and went, nation fought against nation. Some kings honoured God and served the people well. Others, having turned their heart away from God, did evil in the eyes of God and led the people astray. Invasions and battles for territory, power and dominion were a constant threat. Yet God continued to pursue them in love. Even when they turned their hearts away from him, he never left them. He journeyed with them and sent his prophets to speak his light and life to them. One such prophet was Elisha. Turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 1-7. to And the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, See now, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Please, let us go to the Jordan, and let every man take a beam from there, and let us make there a place where we may dwell. So he answered, Go. Then one said, Please consent to go with your servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them. And when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. But as one was cutting down a tree, the iron axe fell into the water, and he cried out and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. So the man of God said, Where did it fall? And he showed him the place. So he cut off a stick and threw it in there and he made the iron float. Therefore he said, Pick it up for yourself. So he reached out his hand and took it. In the text, the prophet of God, representing God, responds to one of the servants' requests for him to come with them to the location of their new dwelling place. So together they go. The servants began to cut down the trees to start their building project. One of the servants cutting the trees was using an axe. An axe that he had begged and borrowed from another. Then the unthinkable happened. The axe head fell into the water. In the culture of the time, when a person borrowed something from another, they became obligated to that person. This obligation remained until the borrowed item was returned or replaced with one of equal value or higher value. 
An axe would have been worth a lot of money and the servant would never have been able to afford to replace it. The situation is desperate. The axe head was gone. It flew out of the servant's hand into the water. He would be obligated forever to its owner. The servant wholeheartedly cared about the other person's property. He did not take the responsibility of borrowing the axe lightly. In desperation and anguish, he cried out to God through his prophet. God who is rich in mercy, faithful and true, full of love and grace, good and just, loving and kind, steps down from heaven to earth and provides the miracle. He empowers the servant to be able to return the axe to whoever he borrowed it from. Both God's prophet and the servant participate in the miracle. There is no special formula in the way God works. He protects humanity from its own pride. If there was a special formula, humanity would try and control and manipulate God to get what it wants. Instead, humanity made their own gods in the damaged image of themselves and devised magic formulas in an attempt to control the powers of darkness. In fact, the scenario of today's text is a very beautiful revelation of God's heart. The prophet of God speaks the words of God and empowers the servant to be able to receive from God. So the prophet of God asks the servant to show him where the incident took place. He does according to God's empowerment, and God miraculously floats the axe head. The floating axe head enabled the servant to be able to reach out and take it back for himself. So now he is empowered to return the axe when he's finished with using it, and he is free of any obligation. Both the servant's heart and the prophet of God's heart were one. God's desire is that no one is a debtor to another. Each one is equal in his kingdom and truly free. He empowers us to be responsible custodians of what he has entrusted into our care. It wasn't that the servant did everything that the prophet of God said that resulted in the miracle from God. It is because of God's heart that he provided the miracle. God cares, empowers and provides because he so loves. Let's contrast the servant's heart with that of a king's heart. It is some time later and one of the last recorded moments of Elisha's life. 2 Kings, chapter 13, verses 14 to 19. Elijah had become sick with the illness of which he would die. 
Then Joash the king of Israel came down to him, and wept over his face, and said, O my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and their horsemen. And Elisha said to him, Take a bow and some arrows. So he took himself a bow and some arrows. Then he said to the king of Israel, Put your hand on the bow. So he put his hand on it, and Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. And he said, Open the east window. And he opened it. Then Elisha said, Shoot. And he shot. And he said, The arrow of the Lord's deliverance, and the arrow of deliverance from Syria, for you must strike the Syrians at Ephek, till you have destroyed them. Then he said, Take the arrows. So he took them. And he said to the king of Israel, Strike the ground. So he struck three times and stopped. And the man of God was angry with him and said, You should have struck five or six times. Then you would have struck Syria till you had destroyed it. But now you will strike Syria only three times. So like the servant, the king acknowledges Elisha is a prophet of God. He listens to the instructions of God's prophet and follows them exactly, just like the servant in our first story. Yet the outcome and exchange between the prophet of God and the king and the prophet of God and the servant are very different. In the second story, the prophet of God placed his hands on the king's hands in an act of empowerment. So the wisdom of God and the word of God had been given to the king through his prophet. The prophet of God said, Take a bow. So the king took a bow. Take some arrows. So the king took some arrows. Open the east window. So the king opened the east window. Shoot an arrow through it. So the king shot an arrow through it. The king had done everything the prophet of God had said to do. And as the drama builds, the prophet of God explains God's heart. He declares, The arrow of the Lord's deliverance, and the arrow of deliverance from Syria, for you must strike the Syrians at Ephek, till you have destroyed them. Remember as we read this text, the way of the sword was the choice of the people. They wanted a human king to rule over them. However, wars, oppression and violence were not God's way, as God is only good. He is never one with evil or humanity's empires of inequality and their desires for power and control of another. God's desire never changes. His desire is for deliverance and freedom, 
justice and equality for all humanity. What happened next reveals the heart of the king. The prophet of God said, Take the arrows. So the king took the arrows. The prophet has told the king that these arrows are the arrows of deliverance and he empowered him to know they were. Elisha continues, Strike the ground. So the king strikes the ground. Once, twice, three times, and he stopped. The king stopped. His heart was not in it. After just three times, he stopped. The king was empowered to know God's heart, yet his heart and God's heart were not one. God spoke of deliverance and freedom. Sadly, the king did not care for the deliverance of his people, just the glory of victory. He desired the power of God, yet not God. Even though the king does everything the prophet of God tells him to do, when given the freedom and empowerment to seize the moment, the king's heart is revealed. He struck the ground three times and stopped. The man of God reveals not only the heart of the king, but that the king was given the power to bring deliverance for God's people. But his heart was not in it. Elisha explains, You should have struck five or six times. Then you would have struck Syria till you had destroyed it. But now you will strike Syria only three times. Tragically, history proves the explanation of the prophet of God and the actions of the king came to pass. The king struck Syria three times and God's people remained in bondage and oppression by the king of Syria. Yet God remained faithful to the people, even when they weren't faithful to him. He was with them in their darkness and never cast them out from his presence. We read further on in 2 Kings chapter 13, verse 23. But the Lord was gracious to them, had compassion on them, and regarded them because of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, and would not yet destroy them or cast them from his presence. God's heart to bring deliverance and freedom never changes. He stooped down and showed them his deep love and his mercy and compassion towards them. His tender affection was constant for he is faithful and true. Out of his great love, he used evil for good and stepped down into their darkness once again. Remarkably, the son of the king who struck the ground three times with the arrows 
was the one that God brought deliverance for his people through. And the son of the king did evil in the sight of the Lord. Yet God, through him, saved his people from the oppression of Syria. God turned evil into good, is never one with evil, and fulfilled his promises, for he is faithful and true. Let us read 2 Kings chapter 14, verses 26 to 27. For the Lord saw the affliction of Israel was very bitter, and whether bond or free, there was no helper for Israel. And the Lord did not say that he would blot out the name of Israel from under heaven, but he saved them by the hand of Jeroboam, the son of Joash. So the floating axe and the flying arrows tell contrasting stories of conflicting hearts. The servant whose heart is one with God's heart and a king whose heart is not. They both follow the words of God and one is wanting to dwell with God and God with him. The other is rejecting God and his desire for all to be truly free. Two conflicting hearts, yet one amazing God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His salvation plan of healing, deliverance, restoration, and freedom has never changed since the dawn of time. Healing of body, soul, spirit, and emotions. Deliverance from destructive powers of evil, death, and self. God continues to pursue each individual in love and reveal himself to us in different ways that we can receive and understand. His desire for us collectively and individually has never changed. The circumstances of this world change, but God and his great love never changes. Let us take a moment to surrender our thoughts and emotions, will and desires, to that of God's will and heart, as it is in surrender to him that we receive more of his love, truth and power. Father, for yours is the kingdom of deliverance and freedom, equality and respect, by your Spirit, in your name. Your kingdom has come in Jesus. Let your glory fill the earth as the waters cover the sea, and may all come to know you. In Jesus' name. Amen. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered and transformed in Jesus' name.